going to continue to have the problems that I have every day when I prosecute these cases. Uh, but until Congress fixes this, Monique, uh, you have an aggressive Department of Justice Civil Rights Division that hopefully in this case you're going to have the DA do their job and prosecute this guy. Uh, but thank goodness we have a, D a DOJ that's actually holding police and jail wardens and others responsible. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are doing a better job of it than we have seen in several administrations. And I admire that job that they are doing. This case, as as the attorneys, uh, the attorney who you interviewed said, this is not isolated. It's very obvious, not just from the manner in which this one officer was conducting himself, but he's on a live line. Everybody can hear what's being said. Everybody knows what he's doing. When they come around, nobody's trying to stop him. Uh, it's a climate. It's a culture. It's a way of training, which to me is different than lack of training. It's a way of training that is unnecessarily aggressive. The one part that I do believe is a concern that they will use uh, in, a, in a, the defense of the case is that it seems like the, the suspect who was being apprehended acknowledged that he was doing some reaching. I couldn't hear what he said about what he was reaching for, but that will end up at the front of the defense of this officer's actions. This also, well, I, I'm always trying to say, Michael, voting has consequences. Uh, yes. And when people out here, they go, well, I'm not seeing this, not seeing that. Look, I totally understand uh, the folks who are upset at the George Floyd Justice Act did not get passed. But let me also remind people that bill that passed by Congress only applied to federal. Correct. Federal, not state. Yes. When we look at prisons, 90% of the people who are in prison are in local and state jails. 10% yes. is in federal. And so what you have to have is that people are sitting here only looking to Biden and Harris, hey, where's the bill? No, what they should be demanding to their governors and their state representatives, state senators, where are your bills, city councils? How are you changing the negotiations to make sure these things don't continue to happen? Sustain. Yeah, I totally agree. This is something, something I've been saying. This is why, you know, we need to go back and read the U.S. Constitution, because unfortunately, people don't understand the division of government. The majority of control over policing is not at the federal level, it's based at, it's at the state and local level because of the Tenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which gives states rights. So even though the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, we, you know, would have been powerful and we still need to push for that, um, there's a lot that we can do at the local levels. You have to, uh, uh, Vote for state legislature. You have to vote for governors uh, as well is at the city council. But at the at the other point that gets oftentimes left out of this conversation, Roland, is that right now across the country, there's a nationwide shortage of police officers. You've dealt with this here on the show. You've had police experts on former police officers as well. So even though I'm agreement with everything that's talked about here today, at, but at the same time, this is a uh, a huge opportunity for African-Americans to seize power in these police departments and apply to these police departments and become the type of officers that we say that we want to see at the same time. Oftentimes we hear reports come out every now and then that say white supremacists have infiltrated the police department. I've said that's a lie. White supremacists have always been in the police departments. I'm a historian. You cannot find a time in the history of this country when white supremacists have not been in the police departments. I say African-Americans should also infiltrate the police departments and seize power because we have people matriculating out. We have people going 
into other professions. So this is also, in addition to everything, in addition to legislation, is, is a, a grand opportunity to seize power in these police departments as well. Uh, indeed. All right, folks, uh, hold tight one second. I'm going to break. Hotep, everybody. This is Michael M. Hotep from the African History Network. Our Black Empowerment Friday weekend sale is on right now. We have a fantastic promotion for you. Get our bundle pack of two online history courses that I teach, as well as my 15 lecture downloadable bundle, African History Awakens the African Mind from Mental Death. These are both from me, Michael M. Hotep. They're on sale right now for only $100. That's 76% off. My first online history class is Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Kemet is one of the original names for Egypt. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. I do a PowerPoint presentation. We have book references, articles. There's about 100 articles that we cover in the class, over 200 slides that I put together as well. The, and there are also video clips, including excerpts of interviews I've done with some of our historians and scholars, as well as Renoka Rashidi, Professor James Small, Anthony Browder, Professor Kabahaya Wafa Kamane, and Dr. David M. Hotel. In the second class that I teach, it's called Black Resistance Movements from the Haitian Revolution, the U.S. Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, and Black Power Movement, 1800 to 1968. And we dig in deep and look at history chronologically from 1800 to 1968 and look at what leads to the Civil War taking place. We study the Jim Crow era, the Reconstruction era, 1865 to 1877, World War I, World War II, Civil Rights Movement, Black Power Movement, and the Great Migration, 1915 to 1970 to understand what happened to us after slavery ended, what were the laws and policies put in place to put us where we are today to understand where we need to go from here. I created both of these classes, created the curriculum, chose the content as well. This sale ends Sunday, December 17th, 2023. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You'll see the promotion at the top of the page. As soon as you register, you can start watching the content. You can join us for our next online class live Saturday, December 2nd, 2023, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch all of these classes on demand. And even after the course is over with, you don't lose access. Register right now. Order right now. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. This sale ends Sunday, December 17th, 2023. Uh, also, if you'd like to stop it for information, you support the African History Network, dollar sign The AHN Show through Cash App, dollar sign The AHN Show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash The AHN Show. This helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills. All right, we have to get out of here. Remember, right now, it's correct, wrong behavior is not over till we win. We're kind of forever. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.